Hey there, this is Jeanine Ledford, your intercultural creativity keynote speaker, and this is the Diamond Mentor Moments on the Create and Grow Rich podcast, produced by Cafe Strategies, an industry leader and founder in intercultural creativity training. These are just short gems to help you grow in your intercultural creative thinking, which is now the number one skill needed in this global workforce. We hope you enjoy the lessons learned here and don't forget to look for the book, The Seven Gems of Intercultural Creativity, How to Connect, Create, and Innovate Across Cultural Lines. Now enjoy this gem. Hey, this is Janine with your Diamond Mentor Moment. And I know you know June is a lot of things that we're celebrating. There's Juneteenth and there's also PTSD Month. Did you know June was PTSD Month or PTSD Awareness Month, should I say? And I wanted to touch on that a bit because there's a concept, a term that I'm calling out called creative of abuse and you've heard the word of abuse in it that could be a trigger term for so so I don't really say it too often but I do talk about it because it is affecting the creative productions of so many people I have a story where I was with a friend and he was like I don't sing anymore I don't sing anymore and I was like why don't you sing in public and he said, oh, because when I was in high school, someone said that I shouldn't be singing out loud and to do us all a favor. And I've actually heard that story a few times, more than once. And I'm like, it's 20 years later and you still don't sing out loud because one person who you have no idea where they are now said that one statement 20 years ago. And that's affecting how you operate through the world today. And it was true. And I wondered... How many of us are not doing things, creative things, artistic things, relational things, because of one comment that was said decades ago that we're holding on to? So those of you who know me, I back all of my speeches and books and everything by research. And so Dr. Brene Brown talks about vulnerability and shame. And she did a research paper on shame and said that... Out of all the people that they surveyed, 85% of people remember an event from their childhood that was so shaming, it changed the way that they thought about themselves. And out of those, and out of those people, 50% of people said that those shame rooms were around creativity or production of new ideas or their art. And so all of these people are carrying around creativity scars. She also talked about how there is a lot of shame around creativity, around producing new ideas and sharing it and bringing it to the marketplace. And a lot of us had that ability, the curiosity and the creativity shut down as a child. And so she really says that that is important to look at because unused creativity is not benign. Once again, unused creativity is not benign. She says it can manifest into resentment, into grief, into illness, and into heartbreak. And so we really wanted to look at the concept of carrying this creative abuse from childhood or from teenhood into adulthood. And some of us are maybe dealing with it in adulthood. Let's get to the workplace. When we're under authority that isn't supportive or so that could be construed as creative abuse, workplace abuse, but creative abuse as well. And that really adheres or affects our our creative production. I've spoke about this before, for those of you who have been following my work. 
I have a little brother and he talked about one time when he was in class in, in like a third grade class, how the, he came home crying and his mom, my mom was like, well, what's, what's the matter? And, and he said, oh, the teacher really made me feel dumb in front of the whole class. And she saw that that was happening. And my mother immediately took him out of the class and put him in another class where it was more, more supportive, more inviting, more encouraging. But another family had that same teacher and was not taken out. And my brother is doing well in, in his in his work. And my other uh, family met member, not so much. So even a one year being under authority of, of someone just shooting down your creative potential can have detrimental effect for your entire life. If you know the work of Timothy Clark and psychological safety. He talks a lot about the four stages of psychological safety and what is needed there to build an environment in a culture where people can feel curious, people can learn, and people can challenge the status quo, and people can create and innovate. And he said, a middle manager from a global corporation summed it up this way. I'm very careful to stick my neck out and challenge the status quo. If I do and don't get my head chopped off, I'll do it again. If I get my head chopped off, you can be rest assured I'll keep my ideas to myself. And these are game-changing ideas. These are ideas that can keep companies from bankruptcy. I'm going to make a, a meme or a, a picture of all the companies that went into bankruptcy because they couldn't pivot and they couldn't innovate in time. And I bet you they had thousands of employees. I bet you someone saw something, but because of the culture, they may not have felt the freedom, the liberty, right? We're talking about freedom this week with Juneteenth, the freedom to speak up. And so before I want to leave, I want to give you just a few tips on how you can rebuild your creative identity. If in fact, this was you, you may have had a creativity scar in your childhood, or you may be in a situation right now where you're in a toxic environment or you're under leadership that is not supportive of your creative advancement and potential. The first one is re-examine your core values. Know who you are. If you had a, a, a damaging um, event in your childhood or in your teenhood, Really reassess your core values and create some new ones if you have to. The subconscious mind is a powerful, powerful mind. And you guys know I do a lot of work on neuroscience and a lot of my work is backed up by neuroscience. And so the subconscious mind is very powerful. So whatever you say to it over and over again, it adheres to. So you repeating your core values of I am creative, my ideas have value, saying that out loud. Another tip that you can do with that first piece of advice is saying it in the third person. When I have to exercise and I don't want to get out of bed, I speak to myself in the third person because it's almost like someone out there, like a coach, is speaking to me. So instead of saying, I need to get up, I need to go run, I say, Janine, get out of bed. Janine, it's time to run. And that does something to your attention. And it feels like someone else is encouraging, someone else is with you. So you can try that. Another one, of course, is accountability. I talk in my book that's coming out about social contagion. Fear is contagious. Courage is contagious. So who are you around and who are you asking to keep you accountable? If you're looking to rebuild your creative identity, you have to do creative things. It's, it's more than just the ideas. It's you executing the ideas. So get people around you who can keep you accountable to do more creative things. If it's getting out on that stage, maybe public 
speaking, some of your ideas. Have someone keep you accountable about joining a Toastmasters or doing small events and getting on, on this, this stage. Social contagion is real. And you can also, the third piece of advice is partner with courageous creatives. You are a creative. Everyone is a creative if they choose to be. Creativity is, is a choice. And if you partner with someone who is courageous already, just the way that they live life, it will rub off on you. Like I said before, with social contagion. I remember meeting a student and every time she would meet before, she's like, I love meeting with you, Miss Letford, because I know you're going to have a fantastic idea. And it, I just leave so energized, like I could do anything. And I took that to heart because she identified me as someone who is courageously creative. And it was rubbing off on her to do some courageous ideas as well. So identify someone who you can partner with to do some courageous thing. You want to go, you know, get in front of people and be more expressive. Go karaoke singing. Go get, grab a partner, right? You want to write that book, start with a short book and, and put it on Amazon. There are no gatekeepers to your creativity now. A hundred years ago, yes, there, there were. But today, the media platform is yours. So... This is your Diamond Mentor Moment for today. This is how to rebuild your creative identity in case you had um, creative abuse um, going on. This is an honor of PTSD Awareness Month that you can do the things that you need to, to do to come out of that creatively, since that's what I talk about. If you do need to go seek professional help, please do that. We all always talk about that. And make sure that you are living your best creative life. And this is Janine with your Diamond Mentor Moment, and I will see you next time. Bye-bye.